We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 Arnold Palmer Invitational. Bets, picks, one and done. We got it here for you. You want to jump to something? You hit the time codes in the description. That's probably the easiest way to do it. But real fans, watch the entire thing. Also, real fans, smash the like button and give me their winner in the comment section as well. Also, subscribe to the Fat Mayo Experience audio podcast if you just want to put on your headphones and go about town. And don't be afraid to leave a rating. Just scroll down to the bottom, boop, five stars. And if you're feeling generous, how about a review? You can do that as well. Say something nice about the show, all right? Tell some friends as well. We need to get these numbers up. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network on YouTube to help boost those numbers. And if you want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings, the DraftKings PME Open Listeners League. Link is live in the description. It fills very quickly. Only 3,500 spots this week. So I'm guessing that's going to be filled by like Tuesday by noon. So go reserve your spot right now if you want to play in the three max rake free contest on DraftKings. Also, become a member to Fantasy National Golf Club. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo gets you 20% off, and we got some tournaments a-coming starting this week. Then we got the players, the match play, the masters in five weeks. It's an exciting time to be a golf fan. Jeff Feinberg, in studio. What's up? I'm doing well. I It was nice getting congratulated for helping people pick a guy I didn't bet. But congratulations to you, my that, friend. That's always nice because uh, I, I get that off your coattails when you hit a winner. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Pat and Jeff helped me pick a winner. It's like, well, I didn't really do anything. I lost. But Jeff won, so that's nice. It's very rare that uh, we're in the reverse scenario uh, where I hit the winner and you don't. It only ever seems to happen when Colin Morikawa wins, who no. I've now hit for all three of his wins. No, I was at the major. Oh, that's I wasn't true, dumb yeah. enough to not be on on that one. What an immaculate performance. I always joke 
uh, you know, while I'm like wasted at the Honda Classic every year, that oh, these 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 elite players don't want this Florida smoke. Like they don't want it. Like that's why they're not here. Well, they're usually not at those places because of a schedule. And I promise you, yeah, a handful of them would get blown up, but a couple of them would just take it apart like Colin did. And it was it was beautiful. And I'm really mad at myself, Pat, because last week when I did my um my videos at OC, I joked like Morikawa 30 like 35-40, like sign me up for the year every time. I couldn't even last a week. I didn't even make it to this week. I was so goddamn scared. It wasn't even so much the putting stats. I wanted to see a little life with a new grip, but what a what a wizard. What a freaking wizard. Great not, to see. And it's not like he lapped the field on the greens. He was just good on the greens. I think he was 11th for the week in putting. And, like, if he's going to do that, he's going to win by three against yeah. all the best players. And he made some stabilizing putts um, he also, throughout the he way. He also kept missing short ones. Uh, yeah. How many short ones did he really miss? He missed the one, I think it was on number five on Sunday. And then he three-putted the par five on the back nine two he, days in a row. Two days in a row. But he made those like 11 footers that you would just expect him yeah. to miss. But a lot of guys were making bogeys. And I would say... A lot of guys were making bogeys because they weren't hitting every green in regulation like he was. Sure, but we saw a lot of putts like run out and get really weird. And guys, you know, having a degree of difficulty around them. So I didn't like when like Saturday ended and people were like, "Oh, you should be up four or he, five. He, like, no, he, he I, It's not that he should have been up by five. It's he just could like, have. Been. I would have preferred him yeah. to have been up by he five. He could have been, but he's allowed to make the same mistakes those other guys that are playing oh, well sure. also make. Is it was just kind of my point. And Brooks has this betting public like invincibility, like. On a Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yeah, if he if he's in it and he's a stroke or two back, you're absolutely right. The world is on him. But pre-tournament, no one wants to bet him. It's and, weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is kind of weird. That's a really good point. And it did catch my attention yesterday, and I even tweeted about it, that yesterday going into the event, Morikawa was ranked sixth in the world. He's now fourth. I actually made the mistake of calling him the fourth-ranked player in the world. And then people were confused. Uh, but I guess maybe it was in my head, like, if he wins. But... I get it was a difficult course, and I get there's a lot of places where it can go off the wall. But historically, Pat, when a player of that world ranking takes a two lead, a two shot lead into Sunday, there's a lot more like public support that they will be able to finish the job. Um, his showdown number was really low. That makes more sense, though. To me, because DraftKings showdown on Sunday is a completely different beast. But I would say his betting one makes more sense because you're almost betting a number. Like, if you're asking me to bet on Sunday morning, like, sure, I'll try Rory at 12 or Hovland at 16 instead of, like, the guy at plus 150 or whatever Victor, uh, sorry, Colin would have been in, in the morning. But I don't think it's, I don't know. We always say it's not going to happen again, but he'll struggle for a little bit. And then he'll drop. And Victor will be, like, the super stud and... Well, people will be sexy or get excited about other players, and Morikawa is just demeanor. Will he'll 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 be back here again? I think. I don't think it'll be the last time. As weird as it is to I, say that, I completely agree with you. Like if Morikawa was in this field, he'd probably have the same number as Hovland, which today, is which is justified because Hovland played great. <laughs> he, he 
But the way that it breaks down, and I, I think when we think about like peaks, and I think I said this on the preview show to the season, we were comparing these guys. So I think I, I finally have it where, because Wolf is in this conversation. He's clearly fallen behind these guys, but Wolf is a weird outlier. So if I had to comp these players, and it's funny because Morikawa is better than the guy that I'm comping him to, where if Hovland lives up to the guy that I'm comping him to, he's going to be one of the best players of all time. Okay, let me hear Hovland it. is Rory. He really is. The way that he... His off the tee game, his ball striking. When he improves his around the it's green game, it's improving. He's still not good, but it's getting a lot. It's getting better at a very good pace. It's not to the point where if he misses a green in regulation, be like, oh, he's definitely going to get that up and down for par. That was the one thing. Like, because I had money on Webb, sure. who just didn't putt at all on the weekend, which was strange for Webb. Bet Webb at the players, by the way. Webb and Cantley. But, those are the players' picks if people want to know. But with Hovland, I still expect, and Morikawa's kind of in the same but, 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 boat, but, but, too, is that if they miss a green in regulation, I kind of expect them to make bogey. But guess what? But he's putting well. But guess what? And I always say, when we talked about both of these guys, even in recent weeks, or specifically Mark, uh, Hovland and making the case that it's worth it because yes there are shortcomings with the scrambling and no doubt to win on Sunday you will have to make a couple key scrambles that's just you don't get to lift the trophy without it unless yeah. you're going to win by a touchdown that doesn't happen but he's going to do that at yeah, some point yeah he, he has that sort that of game. well that's what Rory would do yeah, he would win I, by touchdowns I, I would think that if we went back and looked over the past 10 years I mean Rory has x amount of wins how many times has a player won an event by let's say six or more strokes I would wager Rory is leading him like, when he wins, he wins. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. But the thing about Hovland is, like, when I want to go to the wall with him, I'm betting – you're always betting on the ceiling. Like, if he has to scramble, for like, if – I'm dead, but I'm banking on him at those tough courses, hitting every green. And we talked about it last week. For what they posted Morikawa at, that caught them off guard. But that Hovland number, they made it unbettable for me. Because I can't bet him two points higher than, like, Bryson and JT. Like, last week, I was not, like, going to let myself do that. And I even joked with Kenny Kim, who joined me on my Wednesday night show, that, like, who was betting him, it's like the books know he's going to win. Like, they priced <laughs> him so low. Like, they know he's going to tear this place up. And Morikawa might be the most dominant ball striker of the kids. But Hovland hits like the purest balls. And sometimes it happened to him at Torrey. He has the same problems. He hits it so pure and flush sometimes out of these flyers. He went into the same hazard over the green at Torrey twice in a weekend on Saturday and Sunday, which cost him that tournament. And he just hits such a, it doesn't matter whether he's in the fairway or the rough. He hits the cleanest balls that they just clear these greens. And he finds himself in these horrible positions and it's you know i'm not even just talking about the bad number um that incredible birdie he made from that insane spot too yeah i felt like that was a bit bit lucky on his end the one thing that really worried me about morikawa when i thought that things were going to go south for him like because yeah, at which point like uh, saturday no, night on, or on sunday when i when he because he hit that perfect shot on two and made a bogey out of it like like so unfair it, it felt like he was up by two or three at the time. And like when you have the guy who's in the lead by two or three, the only thing going through your mind, if you've Birdie wagered bogeys. on this, no, the only thing that's going through your mind when you've wagered on this guy is like, how does this go wrong? Yeah. And you're course. like, like, how does this go? Like, Water, oh. birdie, bogey, swing. Yeah. But yeah, he starts pulling out a fairway wood. He's no start, Justin Rose with those. chipping. It's like, oh my God, what, why is he so unconfident? 
that he can get this up and down, that he's playing bump and runs with a fucking three wood. It's like, oh God, this isn't good. But fortunately, the ball striking just came back. He started putting everything to 11 feet again. It's like, all right, this is good. The radio broadcast was glad handing those, um, they seem to have liked those decisions. He Take can, a lesson it, from Rose, it, it, who's no, the best player in the world at the hybrids in and around the green, I swear. Did Mike Weir win? No, he you lost didn't? at the end. I forget who won. It was close. Was it McCarron? No. I don't know. Look that up. I, I, did, I don't know why that just popped in my head. Sutherland. Sutherland. You know what, though? While we're just on this topic, big weekend for Mark O'Mara, right? Getting a lot of credit for helping Morikawa with this new putting stroke. And he even got his own T10 in the seniors event. And Morikawa... Uh, Morikawa. O'Meara's built himself a nice reputation as um, sort of... A fixer? Not a fixer, but yeah, a fixer, a helper, Who but also it? like taking these very young kids with such great futures and like just passing on knowledge that maybe the 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 shot trackers or what do they call those, the fancy technology... It's not shot tracker. Track man? Yeah, the, the fancy track mans. Well, he did anyway. it with, I mean, he, he did it with Tiger. I, yeah. <laughs> Certainly did. And Colin is, I mean, what a kid. Someone asked me last night, like, do you think fans will affect him differently? I don't know. It's really hard to judge because now he has three, like, I guess the first work day before the Still Memorial. a big win, man. I mean, he chased down JT He's, and Hovland. And, and then he beat beats JT in a playoff. Like, I qualify that win. I think when we look back on it, we remember it now as like this double-edged memorial thing. I think history will just call it a win at Memorial. Maybe. And this is back-to-back Nicholas courses where he has yeah. wins as well. Back-to-back work day. But yeah, Memorial, a WGC, a, a major, major, like, holy jeez. And a Stableford win. It wasn't on that one. But I, I went back, yeah, so the last three wins, Morikawa is basically making me like a plus EV golf better over the past year. What a guy, yeah. Uh, what and, a, what and a player. I'm what a three player. for three in my last Florida events, too, dating back to last year. So that's always nice. Florida's fun, and this tournament's been really kind. We all hit uh, Hatton, Hatton last year, and the year before, was that Molinari? Yes. Crushed us. My buddy helped me crush a sleeping live line on that it one. It was like 40 to 1 on Sunday morning. He shot 64 to And win. then the year before, was that the Kisner-Leishman that, Yeah, that, when duel. I had Kisner and you had Leishman. And so, yeah, let's go. Bay Hill, I'm no, even geared year before, up for it. I think the year before Day? was Rory. Oh, we might have missed a dominant Rory, Rory went win. 64 on Sunday, came back and won okay, yeah. Bryson by his I throat. knew the timeline, and Day might have won the year before Leishman? No, it was Leishman. Day second. won before that. He beat Chapel, and then it was every, every, back-to-back years. Anyway, people... There's a lot of people with big winning tickets that flooded my timeline yesterday. That was awesome. There was over, I counted... And there's a book that's usually friendly, Pat. They must have gotten killed because they didn't give a single number. No, today. oh, I they, know. I they was, didn't I, give a and and me and e, e Pat were talking how they must have gotten annihilated because they're never like this bad with their golf numbers. I was waiting. I waited to bet someone until they released their numbers because they always have yeah. two or three points better. Yeah. And it was someone like up near the top, and I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll catch a thirty-five on yeah. them. Perfect. No, not a chance. Same as everywhere else, if not worse. Worse. <laughs> worse. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to everyone who uh, cashed some big tickets. There were big ones. Some big ones. Someone used a $250 free bet to bet Morikawa. (laughs) So they got to do a bit of a rollover, right? But we could take care of that. What do you do? You just like bet two sides of like a pick 'em game, a pick 'em game and lose 10%. Yeah. 
Get your money out. He has like 8,500 in his account. No, but I'm saying you just bet like a point spread game. You lose, you bet both sides. You lose the VIG. You lose a bit of VIG, but you just can get your money out tomorrow. You take all that money and just put it on someone this week. Victor Hovland? It's like like on the roulette wheel. If you hit a number, just put all your money on that same number to try to double it up and get 36 times your money again. Did you have just like any other like golf takeaways from that event? Uh, yes, but I want to give a special shout-out to three people on DraftKings who annihilated this week. Uh, Brandon Infinder, um, someone who's watched the show for ages, won 10K on a single it. bullet. And, who, and it, it was... Someone killed him. There was one guy who killed him. He would have won the 250K. forget who it was. What's that? Yeah, Kisner's. Oh, Kisner's 80. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> there was some bad... You know, Hideki putting it in the water on 18 cost me a nice... A couple tiers on those on those draft games. I played a head-to-head for the first time in <laughs> ages and won it by like twelve strokes. It was great. Never, never do those. Nah, over Bubba was the move. Um, oh, like a matchup. Yeah, match- I played one. Thought I could pick on uh, from uh, I Homa off his win coming from Cali to Florida. Sergio over Homa. Was looking great all week. Sergio makes like five over on his first two holes yesterday. And he triple bogeyed the first on Sunday. Uh, Brian Alexander also won ten thousand dollars. Got two runners up in single entry contests. And Josh Josh Slayton fifty five hundred dollars. I think he, there was one. I forget who it was. Someone tweeted me. I forgot the name. So congratulations, Brandon, Brian, and Josh on those big wins on DraftKings. Someone else won like eight hundred bucks off five bucks that they used to buy in from DraftKings crowns. They didn't even actually have any money in. That's a nice ROI. I love Infinite that. ROI. Those are my favorites. All the respect to the big scores, but little ones like that on the ROI are my favorites. And yeah, the timeline was flooded with It's always win- nice to see. I, that's why sports betting, in a way, is more fun than playing on DraftKings. Because on DraftKings, I'm playing against you. At least in betting on things especially golf we can all win big together if we win yeah listen i was happy happy for everybody it's nice to see people um win (laughs) i don't know i was very glad there are a lot of people who like i know you even said you didn't you weren't betting him but how much you liked him so that made me bet him on my own so i'm like all right good happy you were able to take my words and win money off them that i wasn't able to win like i said off the top i'm really just I couldn't even follow my own advice for a freaking week. And I'll be honest, Pat, the pick of yours that I wanted, that I should have tailed, that I was angry about before. Was Webb? Was Webb. Because I didn't have those, like, new putting grip, rank 200, like, worries there. And then he birdied the first. I was like, oh, oh here man, we go. you're going to get that. And I, he he didn't make a putt on the weekend. It and was I lo- insane. Yeah. I love Brooks. We cashed that big number in Phoenix. But part of me was cheering against him yesterday because his legion would have been freaking unbearable. Eh, listen, I, I like Brooks. So I, I, I like him a lot, I, too. I didn't want him to win because I had money on other guys. But he wasn't. It's weird. Going into the day, having three guys in the top five in the leader, I was looking like, who is going to screw this for me? Spoiler alert, wasn't sweating Billy Horschel too much? feel like. He had a nice day and everything. He was the key to some of those DraftKings. He was. Oh, he was a great DraftKings Draft X Factor, it seemed like. Yeah, because the rest of the board was like the t- like you had to fade the $10,000 plus on DraftKings, start in the nines and use Billy Horschel. That was the move. And like maybe get Munoz or Answer at the bottom uh, was the rest of that, those lineups. But 
with Reed and Webb sitting there, I, I just looked back. I was like, I think Hovland's too far back, but the way that he's scoring this week, like if he just cleans it up and doesn't make those, almost like Morikawa's round on Friday. And I think I still think he made two bogeys on that day and 10 birdies. Like Hovland was having those days. Like if Morikawa stumbles a little bit and he shoots like 71, Hovland can catch him. Like he was the guy I was sweating. Didn't see Scheffler coming out of nowhere though. He was making everything, everything. for like a 10 But who, who hits, who follows a hot run with a double more than Scotty Scheffler? It's like he starts. It's and like, I love it. And I agree with that. Like, it's coming. Like, this guy's a beast and he's going to like win and win big. I don't have any doubts about that. But he, it, like, you, like, he catches real tastes and then literally goes OB he at re- a higher rate than anyone else we like to talk about and get excited about betting on. He Roberto Alomar's it. He catches the taste. McCain's yeah. fruit punch. My comparison. So if Hovland is Rory, that's a lot to live up to because Rory's one of the best players of all time. Morikawa is Stenson. He's better Stenson because Stenson even still struggle. I mean, he's past the point of struggling now, but he has no short game. He can barely putt. But the weeks that it clicks for him, he generally wins. But he doesn't have that distance like everyone else. Basically, what Stenson's three-wood is for his off-the-tee game and how important that was to him, Morikawa's driver is... But Morikawa doesn't hit at 340. He just hits a bunch of fairways and is slightly above average in driving distance. And that came in such handy on the weekend. when like You could see him like... He got rattled for like a few holes stretch to end Saturday, a little bit off the top. But like when it came like winning time, middle of the fairway, every like there was no concern about him going in the water and shanking it left. It was just crisp down the center. And he's so good from like 150. He doesn't need to hit it to be 90 yards away from the hole. That's not a big deal to him. And as someone like when you have, as you were mentioning earlier, when you have the bet on someone who's up three strokes at a course like that, you're you, you people with those tickets in your heads are playing the worst case scenarios. So he gets over those T balls and you're like, and then he, it's like a second after he hits it down, picks it up. No sweat at all on any of them. He didn't even bring trouble flirt with like a scary situation. No, the only scare, the scariest situation is basically when you sent me that DM being like, Oh, okay. Like count your Morikawa money. And then he blew it like, 10 feet past on the, the hole. same green. And yeah. that's where the troubles kind of started on Saturday. Yeah. Where he's like, the wheels kind of fell off a like, bit. Good God, man. And you're always expecting Brooks to like, you know, pedals down to the end. He could hit that Eagle putt to pull within one. And there's always an ability to lose a stroke in the coming home holes for anybody. It all felt, it all felt there. The Stenson comp. All I would say is at this point, it doesn't feel high enough. No, and that's, I, cra- I, I, and that's crazy because Stenson's... Yeah, Stenson's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I think people forget how great Stenson is and how many big wins that he has on his resume. But Morikawa, just in that mold of player, I think that Morikawa, especially if he like cleans up the putting in short game, he's going to be way better than Stenson was, which is very high praise. But that's just... And to add the third comp into it, Matthew Wolf, who withdrew from this tournament, everyone's now kicking Matthew Wolf because he's down, but he Bubba? had... Bubba Watson. Yeah. That's who he is. Like he's gonna show up to go places big, and go, yeah. just plow through the field, and then he's gonna be 82-82 the next week. Bryson would be like that if he wasn't an immaculate putter. like putter. Yeah. Like we and yeah, yeah, Bryson has his variances, but he would be a lot closer to those extreme 
swings like a wolf, except there's always that putter for him. Well, and he's Wolf's pretty good also, around the green. Wolf's also like he, he's withdrawn from two of his past four tournaments. I think, I think he's hurt for one thing, or there's something going on with him, but he'll be back. But it's funny because Hovland gets all the respect from the betting market, almost regardless of how he plays, but he tends to play really well consistently. Morikawa is on that next tier. Cause if he goes out at the players and misses the cut, like he's, his odds will be back down all of a sudden. And then Wolf is like, he'll be 100 to 1 next time we see him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Well, the, well, like the Schefflers and Zalatoris and like that type of like middle range of those But we've guys. deeper done this. Like you can make the case Neiman and M both belong in the conversation with that group. It depends how you want to define what the, the group is. Yeah, I would say that M and Neiman are over Wolf and closer to Hovland. Yeah, no, and I mean Morikawa. like in this and Scheffler. It's like just we have this we, conversation. we have more experience with those guys. It feels yeah. like although they're only twenty one and twenty two, and although they've been on tour for three years, and it seems like every single one of these three we've talked about already like have the wins that they have. Morikawa has lapped them, but Wolf has a win and great major finishes, and Hovland, Hovland has, has two, two wins. wins. And what, Im has one win and Neiman has one Neiman. win and a lot of close finishes, right? And, and so does Im. Yeah. If they have the win, they're basically Tony Fino. <laughs> I mean, they won. But with better wins. They won. Hey, Tony has a win. You know, and... H- how about Tony, Tony, how about Tony well, at the players? You know, he did something for me that was dangerous this week. In, like, not betting him... He really showed me he does can can score in Florida and he does now like have me and wh- I was thinking uh, the timeout will be shorter than I had previously anticipated. What warning? Uh, unfortunately, you, I, I threw out my two plays for the players like the, the two that I'm really <laughs> Webb Web and Cantley are the two that I want to go with. Well, Cantley is, yeah. but w- what it actually worked to our advantage, I think. For the betting odds, two things. One, Webb didn't have a good weekend, despite being kind of up there all week. That that kind of scales back. He won't be included in that very, very top tier, which is always nice to have. And then Cantley, by withdrawing from this tournament, will not have seen him since Riviera. Yeah. And it gives him that break because he was playing like back to back to back, which is never great for Patrick Cantley. Yeah. But maybe that just puts him kind of out of sight, out of mind, because you have Hovland and Morikawa will both probably be higher than him in the betting odds by the time the players actually comes around that you might be able to catch like a And even an M showing great here or at the Honda. Like, no, Honda's so, after. Uh, here or next week. Here. Well, I mean, his next week performance would not be dictated into his players' pre-tournament odds. The, whole, the new <laughs> schedule's got me out of sorts because they wrapped around all Florida. Casey playing some good golf, too. Oh, we'll talk about him. He didn't show up last week. We'll talk about him. But anyway, I just really wanted to get out my Wolf is Bubba type take. Like, Uh, like Wolf will end with, like, 12 career wins. Yeah, no, it's easy to see. He's a winner. That's the thing about Wolf. He brings win equity to the bets. Um, And I bet you sort of, like, if you took your old model when we, like, first started of guys you liked, like, no, 80 to 100 to 1, if I just bet him every time, I guarantee you he. I, I will... Be win money eventually profitable <laughs> on Ma- Matthew Wolf. We will not go 80 starts without a like it is impossible because he's just a born winner. Yep. Yeah, I would tend to agree. He doesn't have the consistency um or a lot of the outside of like driving distance, the top end skill sets that some of those other guys. He's not like the total package player. He's not the like Lex the Luger of golf. No. <laughs> he's not. It's funny because 
out of all of these young guys, the one with like the most complete package is actually Sungjae. He just can't get it all together in all four rounds. But, but when it, he does, it happens for him. But isn't that weird? Because like who would, even of the elite players, some would argue the most total complete player is Xander Shoffley. I would say... And he, for, there's a, can't, for whatever reason, like, I don't know, maybe you need to just have extreme strengths and stabilize weaknesses. And that will help you win more than, like, being just very good here. I don't know. You know what? That's actually a really good call. Because Xander and Finau, because Finau's really cleaned up his around the green game. I mean, Dustin is the but, most but complete But you putt player. to win on Sunday. Finau's weakness is putting. It, was, it wasn't at Riviera. He putted great on Sunday. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. And that's great. You just hope you can have that thing. And there's a player I want to talk about in the 20s who I feel gets into contention a lot. And then what he does well abandons him. But we'll talk about it because I might want to even bet him. Xander Finau, very consistent. Like Rom and DJ, but they bring win. Like they bring, but, but they, wins. but but they also putt. Like Bryson, I would say too. Like his irons are a bit worse than everyone else's, but they can be really good. That's almost like Wolf. Like maybe Bryson is a good comparison for him. He doesn't putt quite as well, but he has these big putting weeks. He's not immaculate around the green, but like Bryson has his bad weeks. But like whenever Bryson strikes his irons well, he, he generally wins. <laughs> and I guess in the boat that they've done it differently. Well, I guess Bubba was also to the Wolf, like kind of your own totaled swing development. Um, but Bryce and Bubba, I think those are both fair comps to uh, – to Wolf, and it's just sort of like how some people said the Stenson comp wasn't like a high enough set. Some might say Bubba and Bryson are, are is too high, and it might be a set for the Matthew Wolf comp. But Rory might be too high of a comp for Hovland too. No, you're right, but I just see the. I'm not talking about trophy case. The games very much do resemble the resemblance in the game. I do see with Rory and Victor. If it was Billy Horschel who had a three-stroke lead on Morikawa coming down the stretch, he would have piled three into the water. By the way, I love what I yeah. love watching Billy Horschel. There's is anyone else as besides Rom and Hatton? Is there anyone else as animated to watch? You know where the ball is going the moment he hits it. It's great. So yeah, and I was actually talking to a friend who's just kind of gotten into golf betting like very recently, and it started not just like betting it, but like watching it way more. Where I'm like, don't even message me on Thursday because it's just bothering me, sort of thing. Uh, he's pulling the, oh my god! No, no, he's not even overreacting. He's just like likes what he's seeing or doesn't like. It's just I don't know. He's just like gaining interest in the sport. Made a comment to me last night, like, what's up with that Billy Horschel guy? Like, I never bet. Like, he just seems like he is, like, totally, like, a head case. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you've picked up on that, have you? <laughs> I still like Billy, though. Like, he's oh, he's going to get course. his wins. It's just in – and I know he's won the FedEx Cup. That was such a hot run he was on. No, I don't, I got nothing. Billy's it always the man. Feels, it always feels like he's going to win mid-tier events. Sure, whatever. As Kevin but, Kisner said, finishing 20th, paddling a couple mid-tiers, one or big two wins around here, goes a long effing way. Yeah. Goes a long effing way. Dive into the hilarious minds of some of the world's funniest people on a brand new podcast, Comedy Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. From rising stars to comedy legends, Kevin will pair with comedic tastemakers for ear-opening dialogue that takes listeners on a wild and crazy ride through some of the world's top comedic minds. Listen as guests like Jerry Seinfeld, Bill Burr, and Hassan Minaj chronicle their comedy club experiences, give sneak peeks into their latest material, and share inside jokes with Kevin and more. New episodes of Comedy Gold Mines are now out. 
Subscribe on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or wherever you download podcasts. Comedy Goldmines. Let's jump to the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. We know it pretty well. We're looking at 7,454 yards, par 72, Bermuda grass greens. Watch out for the wind, because if it kicks up, this course starts playing exceptionally (laughs) difficult, as we saw last year. Last year was an outlier in terms of how much the wind actually impacted everything. Easy to hit fairways, but if you miss them, you're in the water or this rough, which is just out of control long. So strokes gained approach, proximity from beyond 200 yards, opportunities gained. And par threes from 200 to 225 yards is the key key stats of the week. All three of, all four of the par threes measured between that range. It is the course with the most, um, by percentage wise at least, approach shots from beyond 200 yards over 33 percent of your approach shots are going to be from 200 yards plus which is you know kind of dicey so if you're not great from that range you better have a short game in order to back it up or be really good with your wedges if you're playing layups on these par fives to make sure that you're not going into the water super quick greens too some of the fastest and it's worth noting that unless your name is Matt Every or Tiger Woods, um, you're probably an international who is a former winner here. Each of the past five international winners, Hatton, Molinari, Rory, Leishman, and Day, then Every, Every, and Tiger Woods. But even going beyond that, you're still looking at a ton of international talent, which actually makes a lot of sense, right? Because you mentioned it last week. A lot of these Euros have their homes in Orlando where this is going to take place. Uh, It's an easy flight back between Disney and Heathrow if you want to get back overseas pretty quickly. The low taxes in Florida. Plus, the wind factor, I do think, makes a huge advantage for a lot of the European players in this sense, too. Just they're used to it, where a lot of Americans aren't. 100%. A lot of the times we play Florida golf, and the comments are, these are great match play courses. These are great, like, European-favored Ryder Cup courses. You can see why, like, the U.S. wouldn't want to uh go to be Florida, playing yeah. like pga national for a Ryder cup you know we, we could see like it's like a uh le club national in a lot of uh regards uh, i love these layouts the wind the fast greens like chipping um is it demands your chipping around here with the runoffs in and around those greens a lot of people pat smarter than i say there are um like chipping and putting comparisons to Augusta here. At Bay Hill, it's really hard because the the one that I was looking at uh, more specifically, just because I, I saw the winner's list, you have Day up there, you have Leishman up there, Molinari made a good run this year, Rory tends to make a big run, we've never seen Hatton play it, but Torrey Pines, at least for the Farmers itself, tends to be a pretty good comp for this place. And then someone pointed out on Twitter, if you just go back and look at the BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth, you know, three of those guys have won. Hatton won last year, Molinari won the year before, Rory won four Crazy. years ago. At that event. So, I mean, maybe it's Byun-Hun and week. I don't know. Danny Willett week, buddy. Danny Willett has been fucking god-awful. I'm just to the comp. What do you, Two years ago, he won the BMW. But yeah, yeah he was also good two years ago. Did Lowry win the BMW? No. Chris Wood did, though. Alex Noren did. Noren's playing Alex a little bit better. Alex Plus the Farmers. Like, that would have more interest to me than yeah, Danny Yeah, yeah, of course. He, and he's had good runs in Florida before. Yeah. I wouldn't be completely against that. It. I did check out the early weather, and we're discussing this on a Monday. The weather's going to change. But Sunday looks like a fucking travesty. I can't wait. So I, and this betting board is horrendous. So I might just save some bullets for Sunday morning and be like, hopefully I can have a guy or two in contention and then take a shot on 
someone making a charge come Sunday morning. Because we saw that with Molinari and Rory before last year. Like, Hatton became the first player on tour to win by posting two rounds over par on the weekend since Jeff Ogilvie in 2006 to win the U.S. Open. He shot 73-74, and that was good enough. Yeah, but even that, like, Molinari win was pretty wild. Fitzpatrick, Rory, we're all in. Rafa. Uh, Rafa. That was the first. You know who else made his first sort of... Wallace. Big, big sort of showing here, too. yeah. Off a miscut in Puerto Rico, where he was like chalk, fa- like near the favorites. I got no. He's certainly got good vibes around this place. As a guy that rarely plays like beyond a hundred to one, Pat. That's all your bets this week. I am. You're really, becoming me. <laughs> I am really liking some of the options there. I have. Um, I have one guy from beyond a hundred to one that I'm waiting to bet until I get my top eight each way. But there's one guy I, I really like this week, and I, I can't. I know why I really like him, but then I kind of look at him and be like, there's no way he's going to win this. Yeah, <laughs> oh, this is about all my guys uh, that are over 100 to 1, especially a guy who's 100 and I got him at 150. And you telling me the show, shit show Sunday conditions, I could have that four stroke lead and do what you thought Billy Horschel would do with it because <laughs> he's done it before here. <laughs> we'll get there later. Also, worth noting, good course history for Jason Day. Uh, the past two years, he's withdrawn from this tournament so he could go to oh, Disneyland. this was it, eh? <laughs> the past two years, he's done it. The famous. I My phone lit up like a Christmas tree. Last year? No, that day thing. I was on vacation in Arizona. That was the year Molinari won. But he's done it the past two years. He's withdrawn from this event. He, he's live. He's, he's live everywhere. He's live. Where the hell? Where did how? Where how follow? How far has Wallace fallen? In He's in the one. Oh, I know the betting number. I couldn't tell you his world. I, I know the betting number too. I'm just looking at it. I'm trying to find him here. Maybe you know who really screwed me on DraftKings. My guy Rasmus Hogard. Not a great week. It's a very solid eighty. Oh, there he is, number fifty-seven in the world rankings. How wasn't he in the? Has he been bad? Is that what we're going with, Matt Wallace? Like, I am not if, sure. If he's down to 57 in the world rankings, like that's not good. Growing up cereal is one of the best parts about being a kid, but I had to give it up because being an adult and eating sugar-filled snacks is probably not the best move. doesn't make me feel good, put it that way. So I've been cutting down on carbs and sugar and trying to cut down on the unhealthy foods, and basically I realized... Couldn't really eat anything anymore, so that wasn't great. But with the new year already into it, and you start your resolutions a little bit later than normal, we're all trying to eat better. But a healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has amazing flavors that you love, and with, get this, none of the bad stuff. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, and only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Also, it's very good. Highly recommend some Magic Spoon. And we got some exciting news. Magic Spoon will be releasing two new amazing flavors this month for a limited time only. And we're talking about, get this, cookies and cream and maple waffle. Sounds terrific. And if that isn't the most comforting, indulgent combination, then I don't know what is. This is the ultimate treat-yourself combo. So make sure to get some while you can for a limited time. Or just build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are coca, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. If you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well, along with the United States. And here's the move you want to do. 
I mean, you can do different things like mixing coca and peanut butter together because it tastes exactly like a peanut butter cup. But just get a whole bunch of the fruity stuff. The fruity Magic Spoon cereal is amazing. Highly recommend. When I first got it, I wish I had gotten eight boxes of it instead of just two because uh, I would have just plowed through that and eaten it for every meal. Could not recommend highly enough the fruity flavored Magic Spoon. So go to magicspoon.com slash mayo to grab the new limited edition cookies and cream maple waffle or a custom bundle of cereal to try today. And to be sure to use promo code mayo at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is good now anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code MAYO at checkout. And Magic Spoon is so confident their product is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash mayo and use the code mayo to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Anyway, let's talk about the favorites. Top of the betting board, Rory has won here before, tends to play well here every single year. He is 9-1. to one. Hovland, coming off a fire week of the WGC, 12-1. to one. Bryson is 13. Hatton, no respect on the betting board. He's the guy who, in my mind, should be the favorite this week, 18 to 1. Patrick Reed is 18 to 1. Then you have Casey, Fitzpatrick, Louie, and Sungjae all at 25. Hideki at 28 to 1. Those are your favorites for this event. I will tell you my pick right now, the guy that I've already bet in this range. I was waiting for the number to get a little bit better for me. But like you said, when that site put out its odds, the odds still weren't all that good. I have bet Matthew Fitzpatrick at 25 to 1. So what I like about it is that he's played really well in both American starts so far. He missed, he won at the end of the European tour season to win the championship over there. Misses cut the first time out on the European tour, played well the week after, came over to Genesis, played really well, goes to the WGC, plays really well. And it's the T to green. Like it's not just he's gaining 12 strokes putting and that's why he's playing well. He's playing well because he's striking the shit out of the ball and putting and chipping. He is one of the few guys in all four facets right now that is playing really well. Top tens, back-to-back years at this event, which is always really nice. I'm not concerned about him at long courses. He's one of the shorter hitters that, you know, his iron play from beyond 200 yards is really good. And the big key with him that we always do get and we see time after time, if he's not out of it, if the wind picks up on Saturday or Sunday, not scared. He's the guy that I want in that circumstance. So if conditions go badly for him, that's where I'm going. The only other guy from this range, I mean, there's a couple guys that I considered betting. I think I might end up on Patrick Reed again, too. Yeah, always thinking about him. Right, we talked about that BMW PGA Championship, back-to-back top fives at that course, too. Okay, uh, a couple but, things. But I'm in on Fitz. When I was talking before that there's a player in the mid-20s who I want to bet, but every time I see him contending, at least in America, it seems like the things he does well starts to abandon him. So, like, I'm down for betting fits, and you gave a good sell there. But he contends. He does. He gets there, and then um, it just seems like he stops missing every seven-footer. That like was, that was and the maybe exact that's same. my perception. It, no, I, maybe I, I, that's my perception, and the stats tell me I am wrong. No, I don't necessarily disagree with you on that, <laughs> and that's really hard for stats to parse out. Like maybe if we could add fantasynational.com slash mayo for a discount, 
you want to get that, all right? If we could have some sort of like pressure stats tool where if you're within two two strokes of the lead on Sunday, what are your stats compared to everything else? That would be really cool to see. I don't know how any of that works. Got to talk to Moose about that. But it's the exact same. What you just said is exactly the case against Hatton last year. Yeah. Then, he, then he just did it. Okay, <laughs> 100%. But he was also 55 and to 1. Could I make the case Hatton might... Listen, I love both these guys, but Hatton might be that better second look if you're thinking of another guy than Reed. I, Hatton, I, was, I, Hatton was twenty to one last week at a course that we all thought like could suit him, but in that field, and now he's back winning in a field that looks just like the fields where he built a trophy case in the last twelve months, and his number to loot like Reed went from like thirty to under twenty. Hatton goes from twenty to eighteen. Well, we lose. Everybody but Rory and Bryson in that like super elite pack. I, so I actually think from a line value week to week, Hatton, who I almost bet last week, but I didn't much like Hovland. Like I just was like, no, I'm going with the big boys and Justin and Bryson in that. They were all sort of in that 18 to 22 range. And I went with the like extreme ceiling, super elite guys. But I can make a strong case that there's tremendous line value here with Hatton. I, as I stated when we started reading off these odds, I think he should be the favorite in this tournament. I don't think that he should be 9-1. to one. I think 18 is actually probably pretty fair, but golf odds don't ever work that way because you don't ever get value on anyone. And we were talking right before the show. No one... Berger won at below 20-1 to one if you bet him after DJ withdrew. I bet him, yeah. I, I, but if you bet Berger 20-1 to 20, one when the odds were posted, that is the biggest favorite who's won this year. It, but and it's not only that. If you want to go by that pack, so we're gonna we're gonna get wiped out at some point no, by Rory and Dustin. Everything is in that pack. Like even the bigger wins didn't trail too far. Siwoo was like 50, 55. Na was like seventy. I forgot about the Na one. Homa was fifty five, sixty. Yeah, and we got a forty five or a forty or a fifty five, depending on where you bet. Harris on Harris was thirty, right? Yeah. So we're in that pack that I like to. So, I, yes, objectively, I like Reed better than Hatton. The issue is, is I don't have access to DraftKings Sportsbook, and in nowhere that I've seen that I'm getting a better Hatton. Or I'm not getting. I'm getting much better numbers on Reed than this. I'm not getting any better numbers on Hatton than this. I am I'm staying in this range. I'm really excited about Paul Casey, and I was going. I, I was sort of in my head debating between Casey and Fitzpatrick. Casey. He's playing fantastic, Pat, and he's coming into this in form. And I saw like him do a great piece on how <laughs> when you can come into the year in form instead of having to like fight it and find your way, like it completely opens him up. And I don't know why he didn't play last week, but I don't think he like cared about missing like a free 80k or whatever, 140. It's a strange decision. Um, right, because I mean him and Tiger, Tiger were the, were the only, only ones not to play. And I kind of wish he would have played to just have a run in him. But Fitzpatrick now has multiple runs in him at courses that played like show teeth. So I yeah, I don't uh that could be a deciding factor. But Casey Casey's gonna gonna catch a fish this year, man. What, Casey's what gonna catch gonna do, a fish. What we're gonna do is fade Paul Casey this week. Wait for him to miss the cut, and then bet him next week at the players. Okay, because it'll be like seventy to one all of a sudden. Well, everyone would be there, and yeah, okay. 
Now watch him win this week. That'll be fun. Sung Jae is also here too. Plays this course great. He's top tens in both of his starts. He's the guy like I bet to not bet Morikawa too. I bet them. Both. So does that mean I have to? Just, I don't know what to do now. I'm okay. I think it's gonna for me. It's gonna be Fitzpatrick, and then one of Hatton or Reed, depending on the numbers that I find, is probably the route that I'm going to go. How about? I mean, I saw Louis start getting TV coverage on Sunday. Oh, and a little. I was like, oh, it's like Louis at twelve hundred. How the fuck is this happening? What is he like chipping in from everywhere? I go and look it up. So, oh, he's making ninety foot putts and chipping everything in. Thanks, Louis. He had a very Louis week because he was flirting in that. Um, like second tier, second like second third tier of that leaderboard, probably since Friday afternoon, to be honest. And just one comment on Hideki: Tim has picked him to win next week already. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for the guy. I like him. I wish there was like a reason, an excuse I could have to bet him, Pat. But even in all of this, like, really extended layoff for him, by layoff, I mean, like, gap in wins for a guy of his skill sets. There, are there even close finishes? Like, he, he was, doesn't he was even second t- in Houston. He was third at the BMW. Okay. And that, that's what. But, when- like, was he, like, were those seconds and thirds? Like, I don't remember him. Like, they're second where you're tasting the smoke of in the heat of it. And they're second, like, oh, I posted a number early, but it was never a winning number. That's what he did at, in Houston. He shot a 63 on Sunday and lost by two to Ortiz. But I don't think, but Ortiz probably had, like, the par five. Like, I don't think there was ever a moment where even, like, the live betting board, I don't remember the event. But I'm just saying, like, catch some smoke. Like, at least Xander and Finau, like, they're always catching smoke. Even I, want, I want I want to see Decky catch some smoke. Uh, and his water ball on 18 yesterday. Yeah, I spoke about it earlier. Decky gained almost seven strokes around the green last week, too. That's why he was up on the leaderboard. He kept chipping everything in. Interesting. <laughs> now, it was a good week to be good around the greens because you could have went south around the greens very quickly. Oh, just, yeah, of course. By just watching the ball go up and then come down. Then go up. And then come down. I'm going to, I want to say something so stupid. Is it anyone who is below 30 to one? Are we still in the range where you want to say something stupid? I just want to say, do you think guys like don't fear Rory anymore? No. Like at this moment? I I don't think so. I I think especially this field. I think the Europeans probably fear him more than. Great point. 100%. I just, yeah, I don't know. It feels like even like as a better. You know what his run right now reminds me of? Before Dustin won at Travelers. Was it that long, though, for Dustin? No, it wasn't that long for Dustin, but it'd be like, oh, win. And then he'd just be in it and then not win a whole bunch of times. And like, oh, Dustin's kind of lollygag. And then it goes, and he goes, win, 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 win. Okay, that's very true. But let me ask you this question, Pat. Because that Dustin line, like, hit up to, like, 28 to 1 for that Travelers win. Like, Rory would never get there. Ever. Because he continues to play well. Yeah, true. Of course. He's becoming Rory Coocher. He's just, oh, top 10 for Rory. <laughs> Rory Coocher. But, I, I, yeah, well, the Dustin thing got out of control because it was coming directly out of COVID. He just wasn't playing well. And, and, I, Dustin, and lost I think- ten, Dustin lost 10 strokes putting last week, which is insane. It's like the worst performance in like seven years of anyone. Um, okay. 
But I, I, anything else? Are, are the Dustin numbers going to come back to earth now? Can he can he stop being five to one to win tournaments? I yeah, we'll probably see a bit of a normalization there. I thought you were going to be betting Molinari this week. I'll tell you we're that. Not there yet. Oh, sorry. Is it is it hard to see the numbers for you? Honestly, on this page in this font, it is. Yeah. All right, I'll make them bigger for you next week. I could wear my glasses, but they're broken. I'm going to say I'm going to print out stuff like I do for my grandfather for you. Big letters. <laughs> We'll get to that range right now then. So we have the 30 to, let's call it 60, and you kind of hit on it. Horschel's in here along with Spieth, Day, Kokrak, Molinari, Sam Burns, your boy Tommy Fleetwood, Zelatoris, Max Homa, Mark Leishman, Kevin Nah, Harris English. That's the entire range. Uh, I like Molinari a lot. He has three top tens and four starts, so that's good news. Playing well at a course. I don't hate, listen, if you want to bet Molinari, I don't hate it. I might take someone from this 30 range. The only bet that I have in here right now, and it is, it's not nonsensical because all the stats actually do point to it, but I don't want to find myself in a situation like with Max Homa when all the tea leaves told me to Sam bet Burns? Max Homa. Yeah, betting Sam Birds at 45 to 1. Yeah. I, I missed the 50. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm betting the 45. There it is. I, I, I don't want to be that guy again for the second time in three weeks. I would say there were actually the tea leaves are actually pointing harder to Sam Burns than they were pointing to Homa. Yeah, and now we're back in Florida. We're back he in plays Florida. Better. This guy just went off in the final group at Tory and Riviera. People can like say uh, like he didn't win or like take shots at those performances. No, those are two big wins um, for me. Winning is hard. A lot of guys can't don't just win out of the gate or instantly. And even if he did win pretty soon, that would be. Rather fast well, you, for his career. You can get your 45 now, or you can bet him at 18 to 1 at Honda. That's what it's going to be. And then you can bet him at 15 to 1 at Valero. Uh, he's, he's, well, he's a Florida kid, right? I don't know if he's a Florida kid, but he has played his best golf in Florida before this year. Maybe that's just because, like, I watched him in person a few times at Honda. Honda he's, he's, and all, that's why, like, I think. Like, he outdueled Tiger on <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sunday. That was the first time we, like, oh, saw yeah, Sam yeah. Burns. Yeah. And that was like one of Tiger's. That was the first like Tiger like somewhat contending like whoa moments. Yeah. I was at that week. It's fun. That was the JT win yes. in the playoffs. Yes, I remember over Luke List. I Where remember that very vividly. Norrin and Fleet would get could have been part of that too. They both shat. Norrin couldn't get it up and down out of that bunker on eighteen. He had like a seven um, to make the playoff. But yeah, no, I like Sam Burns. A lot. I just don't here. want to miss out. And everything. Why? Do you I'm, think he's going to be super popular this yes, week? Yes, of course. Why, would, why, why wouldn't you bet Sam Burns this week? Honestly. What would lead you to believe that he wouldn't have a good week? And the last time this happened was at American Express. And I think he shot like 80 in the first round or but something. But that course like doesn't suit him really at all. But, but I guess there's trouble here too. I mean, he plays you well at Honda. <laughs> you can find. Yeah, fair. Maybe I was just making um, an excuse. Because he also guy, didn't... Guys also, had no, bad rounds. No, I'm saying because he also didn't play well at Pebble. He made the cut at Pebble. Because I remember, go, like, in my... I talked him up for a prop in Riv and some other content using, like, don't worry about Pebble. Anyway, yeah, I like Sam Burns a lot. I'll go right over all those guys. Coke, pass the Coke rack. You're in uh, on Coke rack? No, like, I'm right, o- like right over them to bet Sam Burns. Yeah. Because like, Coke- they're all shorter than him. Also, Kokrak, coming off a really good week, plays really well. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, I, if you're betting Kokrak, 
I got nothing bad to say about a Molinari bet, a Coke rack bet. They all make sense. There's a lot of tea leaves pointing to those. I also think that I'm skipping them. I'm I'm betting Burns. Yeah, and I'm doing the same thing. And like, I wouldn't kill you for a Jason Day bet either. I'm not going to do it because I just can't handle that. But it's going to, he's just one of those guys where he's going to show up one week, everything feels good, and he's fucking awesome again for one week. And then he goes back to being Jason Day. So what about Spieth? (sighs) I, I, for the life of me, can't figure out what to do with him. Like for this week or in general? What do you just mean? Just in general. Like I think yeah, he's the gonna, game, the trend. It's trending. I think that it's he's trending. Going, I think that he's going to win sometime in the next three months. This doesn't feel like the right course for him. But does any course feel like the right course for him? He just keeps playing well. No, I was gonna say like you're talking about Burns tea leaves. I mean, we're not. He's got those final group tea times in the last month that you could say everything is pointing to that one coming. All at courses where I would. I mean, Pebble. <laughs> yes, I would have expected him to compete. Phoenix. Phoenix, sure. Not surprised. And, no, you make a lot of birdies yeah, there. You yeah. run a hot putter. You're going to play well. But his approach has been really good. I didn't expect him to be kind of in the mix at Riviera. I really didn't. And he didn't win. Or but he was. Tim, he was there. You see Tim like just yeah. And Tim that. is taking gratuitous Gratuita. shots at speed what time for speed? no reason. What time on Thursday? Like, so what time does speed tee off today for I'm, the WGC? I'm kind of <laughs> convinced he's going to win the Masters. <laughs> Just because Tim is like building it up and building it up. That speed sucks so much. Oh, what I did want to tell you about, you told me you bet Morikawa to win the Masters at a really big number. Yeah. I get the number that you bet him at. I don't think that Morikawa's... Whatever. I, I just don't think that he has the right game for Augusta. Sure. And that doesn't mean he can't win. You got him at a number that's good. That's double what today's number is. So you can't... I'll listen to me. It's like a ceiling play. If he does, if he plays to his best, then he's right there with the other best players. Sure. I, I just don't feel like that's he won't a good win. For him. You're right, but like he can't win. Not you. No one's winning the Masters not playing amazing. So sure. if they have to rely on things like that they don't do well, then yeah, they're probably in trouble. You're saying it doesn't set up well for him. I'm sure. Listen, I always thought for years until G- Dustin kind of figured it out that the Masters didn't set up well for Dustin, but he completely sort of reinvented his game in order to do it and hit that next level. But for years, he had a struggle there. Almost like at the players. Not a great Dustin course. He's had no, but nice- there have been some huge, really low um, heaters there. Like a couple years ago, like I think he pulled the Hideki. Yeah, he, he's had a couple nice like events there, but just like when you look at it on paper, it'd be like this does not emphasize what Dustin Johnson does well. Like the big advantages that he has do not exist here, and that's not to say that he can't win it. He's an awesome player, but when you get into a field like when we get to next week, we expect Dustin to still be the favorite, right? And Dustin will be, what, 9-1 to one to win, probably? If Rory wins this week. Yeah. If Rory wins this week, he'll be the favorite for sure. But let's just say Rory does. We're not betting on Rory, so let's presume Rory doesn't win this week. Dustin will go in as the favorite at 9-1. to one, But... I'd rather bet Rom if they're giving... Like, between a I, Rom and a Dustin. I don't like... like Taking the top of the board at the players more than anywhere seems like a really stupid idea with just how volatile that course is. Like mm-hmm. one shot that's like a foot offline and you're making quadruple bogey. It's like, oh, great. Oh. I'm out of it. That's a lot of Florida, though. It like, is. People were enamored with what they were seeing last week because they'd never been to that course. But that happens at the players. That happens in 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 uh, to an extent at PGA National and here. here. But I would say the big difference between Bay Hill and even last week versus the players and Honda, the players and Honda are short courses. So all of the field can kind of compete there if they have a good week. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like last week, it was long. Like you still needed distance and long irons to be able to play. Same as this week. Like shorter guys can win, but it takes out sort of the bottom of the field. I almost feel like anyone can win at Sawgrass. 
It seems like that type of course. I know that they don't, but remember when Ken Duke made that run like the year that Jason Day won? It's like, how is this happening? What is going on? So it just happens to be one of those courses. So Spieth and Horschel, I'd probably rather bet Horschel than Spieth, but I have no idea what to do with either of them. The ones that I'm more interested in here after Burns. Willie Z? Willie Z. Why not go after Leishman, English, and your boy, Big Tommy. Big Tommy played okay last week. He lost, what, six strokes putting, Pat? I know. And he was the guy that we talked talked about, uh, the Molinari win. He was up there, too. He, I'll tell you, he has put some orgasmic shot trackers on this course. Like, I don't want to get too graphic, but I swear to God, I've, like, he hits, like, the drive three. I'm sitting on a toilet seeing the drive 320 and then the approach on the par five to, like, four feet and then the tap in eagle putt. I mean, that's like better than a hole in one with this guy's put on the shot tracker. Now, that's a problem because it usually happens on Friday and then on Saturday and the weekend we implode. But I he lost six strokes putting last week. We'll fix that. If he's ever going to win, it's happening in Florida. It feels like that is going to be the case for him, that it's going to be a Florida. Course. Like it's going to be in Florida. Uh, 45 to one and Willie Z. I don't know if you just want the purest striker, maybe in the field, not named Hovland might be him. I think we're overlooking Rory. <laughs> Sorry. From like, uh, you're right in this range. Yeah. So obviously I don't know if I can get to Zalatoris cause I already have burns in that spot. I think I would have more interest in Leishman. I'm a sucker yeah. for Leishman. Yeah. That's a that's a nice number. There's he one here. That's he was, a good number. This DraftKings number is the best in market. Yeah, I agree. It's the best in market at 55. So if you like uh, Leishman, find your DraftKings book. Last one. <clears throat> Only because it's funny because we spoke about Morikawa that if he has a few bad events, he's going back to like the bottom of the board. You know, the bottom of the board of like his range. Oh, I can I guess? Yeah. English. Well, there's a couple. English is at 60 all of a sudden. If this yeah, was three 66. weeks ago, he would have been 18 to 1 in this yeah. tournament. He had two bad events, and now he sucks again. So what do we make of that? I don't know, but it feels almost like... Like, a, are we normalizing to this, like, sketchy Harris may, English? Maybe he's back to being up? Harris English again, and he's not the new Webb Simpson where he just continues Because the run of well. form was unconscious, and if you even believe in a smidgen of that ceiling from what we saw, essentially the summer through culminating with his TOC win. Yeah, he's been bad for three consecutive events now. Now, last week, a lot of it was round one. When but he wouldn't was a he disaster. be bad? Like, would Harris English be a golfer that would succeed on the West Coast historically anyway? I don't know. He won, he won at TOC. I think he's won the Sony as well. So in Hawaii, he's not bad. Those are Bermuda greens. Now we're back on Bermuda. Sorry, That's really I, nice. I obviously, yeah, I know he's Hawaii. But I mean, um, no, like, not- there's California golf. Because he's a he's an East Coast guy. He's a Georgia guy, right? He's a te- he's a he's a one of them. So Tech or Bulldogs ninth last year. I'm gonna say Bulldogs ninth last year. At Bulldogs. You you go ahead. You give me the Harris English stats then, please. No, I was just telling his college origin. Oh, great. 
You know when they put college yeah, logos on the leaderboard? The, like anyone gives a shit watching golf? My old roommate was like that. He couldn't bring up a player without telling me what college he went to. He was like, I don't care. That's why Eric Bischoff couldn't stand Jim Ross. I hate it. I hate that <laughs> like, shit. <it's> like, <laughs> I hate it so much. Like I really couldn't give a shit. Is it like a flex to like you're just trying to show yes, off? Yes, like, that is exactly know? what it is. <laughs> Sorry. No, listen. Some people, no, some people are super into it. Other people are not. Like it is a p- pure flex. Like, oh, I know where he went to college. Like, who cares? No, but I don't cares where he went to college. Sorry. To a golf fan, that's not even a secret because he like wears it proudly. Him and all those Georgia guys. I, I just name drop them to show off right now. But they all love their bulldogs and their scores. Ninth at API last year, made the cut. Sixty eighth in. 2019, 22nd in 2018, miscut, miscut, 29th, 14th. So he actually has had some success at this course, even during the period when he was terrible. And then last year, obviously, he was playing better, gets back to ninth. The thing that worries me about him right now is he has lost his touch around the green, which is really strange because that's when you think about like Harris English, like long term, even when he was bad, he still had touch around the green. It's now five consecutive events. He's bled strokes around the green. He's lost on approach in three straight, and the putting hasn't been there. It just seems like a really big number. Yeah, okay. It's a big number, but – and I I, I screwed up because I've talked out of both sides of my mouth how I wanted to – because of a new putting stroke, I wanted to see a sign of life from Morikawa before betting. But on the way out last week, Pat, I said to you, here's the problem. With a guy like that, there is no sign of life. You just You just win. We don't get that buildup like because he's got that such extreme skill. To me, it's impossible English like the motor goes again without a buildup. Okay. He, to me, like there's a buildup player, and I'm not down on English. The guy had a year that that was unconscious, uh, like a five-month stretch, and and I, I hope he's sort of just took a little... One big, one big money, uh, spend a little time enjoying it. I don't doubt one for one moment he'll, like, refine some major form again. But I, I think that's a guy we're going to see, like, build his way up the leaderboard. I don't just see it, this win. If I see any life out of him this week, next week is a good week for Harris English, too. Yeah, sure. And the number will still be ginormous relative to that field, I think. I would hope so. We'll see, though. Oh, he's gonna win now that I said he. There's, but you know what I mean. I, I know, like, I know exactly what. There's you guys mean. that win. Like Keimer was the ultimate no form winner. Yes, I mean, Siwoo is in that same category where it's like, oh, okay. Even Patrick Reed is kind of like that now. Now he's in a great run of form, but like you would, you know, back in the day with the big Reed numbers, it's like Otto because this guy's a no, like no, doesn't need form to win. There are guys like that, and then there are guys that build to it. How much stock do you put into last week with the guys that weren't in contention? Not a lot. If that place kicked you in the balls you just and you don't smile like Victor, it you just it wore it just kicked you. You just took you took the sucker punch and you didn't wanna you didn't wanna keep going, probably. It was just funny looking at the leaderboard, especially on Sunday. All the guys that were going out early, it's like, everyone's like plus five and plus four. Like, do they have the pins tucked in some sort of spot? Is it super windy? It's like, no, just the guys at the bottom are playing poorly and feel like they don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. And the guys at the top all play to create. Yeah, when you, I mean, they say it all the time in golf. When you, if you're like strong mentally, you almost beat half the field before you tee off. Like when a course is hard, when conditions are difficult. 
So just keeping that positive attitude. But uh, you saw that place. You could see why people just wanted to play 72, get a paycheck, and keep moving through Florida. 60 to 1 and above for the week. We don't need to really do 100 to 1 and above because this field isn't super duper strong because of the scheduling at this tournament. So he's got guys from up the list. Your boy Ricky Fowler is down here coming off a made cut. He's a hero. He's back. Listen, off a T20 at the Riv, we're coming around. Uh, but a lot of interesting names here, Pat. There was a book. Um, I saw 100 on Kisner this morning. That's not bad. At, uh, you know, the uh, popular both sides of the border book. That seemed attractive. Uh, does your boy Cameron Davis do anything for you? He does. Does he not be a guy that could just cut through these conditions and this field? Don't mind him in the wind either. Never mind any of the Aussies in the wind. I felt like he was close. And what? He had a bad putting week at Farmer's despite striking the shit out of the ball and people kind of overlook him there. He made the cut at Riviera. Like he's been playing some really good golf. I worry about his blow up potential from time to time, but he's but also the guy that'll shoot six under when the rest of the field scoring average is, is like even par. Like he's got that on a different course sometimes feel about him. So as much as there's a blow up vibe that yeah, comes with it. Comes with it. And everyone's going to have a chance to blow up at this course. But Cameron Davis, seventh off the tee in this field over the past 24 rounds. Second on approaches from beyond 200 <laughs> yards. 20th in opportunities gained. It's not like he's a bad putter either. He has some really terrible putting rounds, but he can kind of mitigate that with a really hot putter from time to time too. So I like him, actually. I think it's a pretty decent number on him. Have you seen anything? I haven't he, shopped him, to like, be honest. Like, he's 80 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Can I, I mean, 80 is fine for me. I'll probably end up in on that. Yeah, you're probably waiting for your eight places in an 80, I would think. That is exactly what I'm waiting and for. And I'm seeing a 75 there. So. All right, so yeah, I'll probably, I'd probably eat the five points to take the eight places, to tell you the truth, because I'm not getting a better top 10 number or a top five number than what that top eight each way will end up paying me. But there's other guys from this range, too, that are just playing good golf. Like uh, Charlie Hoffman's playing really good golf. Matthew Neesmith is playing really good golf. My guy, the Gim Reaper. Cameron Tringali has just been good. Do we eventually just believe that he's a, a decent player? He's third in approach in this field <laughs> over the past 24 rounds. Like, that's yeah. pretty It's pretty amazing uh, for him. A lot of guys playing good golf. You mentioned Norrin had some nice runs through California uh, through California at the big number. Uh, people liked Bezudenhout last week in that field How would, at big number. Why would you not go back to him this week if you were part of that north of 100? I don't. I liked him more last year with crazy conditions, and then he couldn't hold up. No, I'm just, I'm not betting it, but I'm just um, throwing it, throwing it out there. Wyndham Clark feels like a guy that'll be in it and gag it. And I, I, I say that I don't mean that. I got, I, I got nothing on that. Uh, speaking of the guy that I bet this morning, Pat, one hundred and fifty to one. I'm seeing him a hundred to one here. Um, he missed the cut in Puerto Rico. He is going to, if he does have a two-stroke lead on Sunday, he will put it in the water. But it's Ian Poulter. Oh, Poulter. No, he didn't do it here. He did it at Honda oh. when he put it in the water. Was that the, the Padre? Padre here, Burger, Burger player On the Monday finish. Yeah, so I don't know. Poulter was really, I, I know I joked about it last week, how he, 
was he was his stats show he's playing really well in the Middle East and the broadcast in his post round was trying to give him props for it and he was like just upset he's like I should have been 11 under through 11 he literally said that um and I think he missed the cut in Puerto Rico <laughs> but he's an Orlando guy he lives in Orlando he's captain Europe Orlando ah it's a big number I I, I, I don't like him here I'm not looking for support, I guess. I would rather bet Wallace. And I bet your boy, who you were calling out early this morning, 125 to 1, Corey Connors. Yeah, I don't know. If I I'm know gonna... you're waiting for placings. But I, I, I don't not, even know if I'm going to wait for placings. It's just he, statistically, he always looks awesome, but at a course where the greens are really fast, it's not great news for old Corey. No, there's a lot <laughs> of things that can go horribly wrong for Corey. And what about your boy, C. Woo? He has been a disaster at this course in his career. That probably doesn't matter for Siwoo. It's just kind of crazy. It's funny that he'll be in this weaker field, 110 to 1, but we'll get to next week and he'll be 60 to 1 at the players. And like just pure talent, like what's up with Robert McIntyre, 150 to 1? He's getting acclimated. This happens sometime to the young Euros that it takes them a while to get acclimated over to. Like I would say if you just go look at who plays well over in Europe, like Victor Perez is a really good player. Very And he's 150 to 1. Yeah, like those would be the those would be the long shots that I think I would want to take from this tournament. Would be the high ranking European tour. So Matthew players. Wallace, Matthew. Yeah, I think Matthew Wallace is is in, him. is in play. Where is it? Hundred and seventy five. Oh wow! And that's, we know he can win. That's he's easy, he's that, a lot like he's that's an easy bet. He's super inconsistent, but he has sort of like the same winning resume as kind of like Hatton did before Hatton got really good. Well, there's a lot of similarities there too. <laughs> He'll yell at himself plenty, and he'll chew out a caddy, too. So the the few guys that I'm looking at from after last week, just I thought they played well from that middle tier uh, and couldn't chip or putt, which is, you know, whatever. Uh, but the ball striking was there. Lonto played pretty well. Munoz played pretty well. Your boy. My boy, and he's back down to, like, being a scrub, so he's way down the list. Oh, my God. You mentioned Norin. Uh, Lowry's back down there. My, my man, Luke List. Uh, I always like him on these Florida courses. Get him yeah. back on Bermuda. He's not an abject failure when it comes to the putter. But the guy I'm actually waiting to bet, because on my book, he's 140 to 1. So I'm waiting for all eight of those places to come through. Stenson. Norlander. Get him back. flavor on. of a month. Yeah, he's... Uh, but he's now out of sight, out of mind. Okay. But I'm betting Canada's Norlander. Corey Connors. Yeah, but at least Norlander can putt sometimes. Uh, yeah, I don't, sure, Norlander. Norlander, and you're getting way bigger numbers on Norlander than you will be on Connors. Past 24 rounds, 11th off the tee, 4th in approach, 13th in par 4 scoring. Don't like him on some of the, you know, if he has to get it up and down, he's probably cooked, but I don't know, I just look at some of these finishes, especially at Farmers. The Farmers result really impressed me. Second place at the Farmers, and he lost strokes putting on Torrey Pines South. Like, he was really striking it well. So the longer course doesn't really worry me for him. And you look at his baseline stats, he's a negative putter on Poa. He's a negative putter on Bent. You get him on Bermuda, he can make some putts. And I'm seeing him at 140 to 1. I will take that with the top eight each way. Well said. And then, uh, a lot then, of feisty Europeans. Does Lee Westwood hit no. his irons far enough to be a factor? I think Lee could make the cut. And if the listen, if this if the weekend plays crazy with a bunch of wind, then yes, Lee is probably live. But if conditions aren't like super nuts like they were last year, it's hard for me to see him winning at a course like this in America at this point. Because although this isn't the strongest of fields, it's still a really good field. 
this isn't Pebble it's Beach. It's actually from, a pretty good field. It's not the Byron Nelson field. It's not Pebble Beach from a few yeah, weeks ago. We're not they haven't disrespected Arnold yet like they did to Mr. Nelson. No. Like I'm just saying it what you know, and I think, you know, as we go deeper to the days past we'll see. Someone else, a lot of positive driving last week, a lot of positive irons last week. Couldn't chip, couldn't putt. Another one of those guys, almost the same as the Munoz and Lanto. Cameron tier. Champ? Cameron Champ. Really? Yeah. I just see a huge n- numbers. They have. But I guess they're part of it. 100 that who cares? You betting guy. He, he's also he's also like Bubba-esque. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but of course. I don't know. Like he actually does have win equity cuz like he missed 3 cuts in a row and then he withdrew cuz Tim picked him to win at Riviera was he was his one and done at Riviera, so he withdrew. Comes back last week, gains off the tee, gains on approach, and was like horrendous on and around the greens. What's Chris Kirk done? He was good at Amex, and he was good at what was the other one he was good at? Amex and well, Sony was great Sony at. was the one he almost won that. I think Kirk is like Tringali in that sense. I probably would rather display, like, if I was actually going to bet them, I'd probably bet them top 20 or top 10. They just don't feel like they're going to win to me. Not to say that they can't, obviously. Yeah, Kirk last time we saw him was 16th at Pebble. So second, 16th, miscut in Phoenix, and then 16th at the AT&T at Pebble Beach. Playing pretty good. Yeah. No, those are really good. Good numbers. Great. great. I was just looking at the sheet. Gracie off that win. It's always good to see. I love Grace. I don't know what the number was. I think Ben. Uh, it was 20 to 1. Oh. I wouldn't have bet it. No, he was on bet. Like I saw I, Ben. I know. I think Cooley bet it. Had it. Oh, well, listen. Yeah. If, there's nothing wrong with a 20 to 1 number when it wins. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, one name that we just didn't say because he's 70 to 1. I've actually seen him higher in some Rose. spots. When does he become a blind bet? Another guy who's... He Played. was second in the Middle East, like it within the month. Yeah. How does he? Hasn't he? He's come to Florida and had scorching rounds. I feel like he's played really well. Well, this, at these this, courses. this course in particular, over there. him and Stenson, like were the kings. He's of been the leader. This course. He's been the leader here on in multiple years. Like, I want to say he has led this event in multiple years. Now, maybe that's like a second round lead, and I'm not calling it like a blown win. But but yeah, I have great memories of him actually playing quite well here. Since 2011, one, two, three, four, five, six top 15 finishes. He's been bad the past two years, but a lot of that's just been putting related. Normally, we don't see him play before. Usually, he plays like Tory, and then like he usually skips the WGC and then plays this. So it's interesting to see him oh. back now. How did he play last week? Just stats-wise, not necessarily result-wise. He was 54th. He was not good anywhere. He's the second worst. Uh, second worst what? Nothing. What do you mean? Just I'm cutting myself off. No, go ahead. You can continue to throw your dirt at Justin Rose as he continues to get paid probably 25K per Instagram post. I actually wasn't throwing any shade. Didn't say it. I, listen, you forced it out of me. I don't know if you're, you're timing it to, to bleep it. I'm, I'm sorry. I made it an hour and 13. Okay. Um, 
Shucks, there was a... Oh, I've lost my train of thought. Okay. Ricky's lost here to Tiger on, like, a Monday finish. Did he? The year Tiger won all those events. Like, one player of the year, no majors. 2013? Yeah. Ricky and Tiger... It was like a Monday finish, but they were the two guys that were battling it out. Ricky like just put it in a water and Tiger like kind of spent the last six holes, probably back nine, strolling to victory. I don't know what I'm trying to say, so let's waste not waste any more words. Off a of top 20 at the Riv, is there like any life? It's Florida. It's... You, you want there to be, don't you? Listen, you've bet him. I'm trying I to did. see. I did. They were terrible epic, bets. Yeah. Listen. Horrible. I, I think he's in a, in a world of hurt. I'm trying to find a light here. I want to see a light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm worried it's a freaking train. I think Honda's his chance. Because he, he'll be in the players, so that's always live for him. Plays well there. Then you got Honda. You have courses that Ricky plays well at coming up. And this one's always hit or miss with, with him. Like He has played well, but other years are a disaster. I think I'm going to bet Justin Rose. I'm just looking at his numbers right now, his round-by-round round stats. He gained... On 200-yard approaches in three of the four rounds, he played the par threes that were between 200 and 225 yards last week. There was three of them. He played them all better than the field each of those days. You know, the putting wasn't very good. The irons overall weren't very good. But like you said, he came second at a good event good in the Middle East. We're like DJ won. He lost to DJ by a shot. So that like, means you played amazing and the best player in the world beat you. Victor Perez was also second or third. Victor Perez stacking them up, man. Stacking he, them I can, up. I cannot recall an event in America where Victor Perez has played well outside of him like briefly lingering in the second round at last year's PGA Championship and then going away. Whatever. Remember how Tong was winning? Yeah, he'll get his feet wet. He'll get his feet wet. He'll get his... Was that the how Tong like all at rain? Like, yeah, all night. Know, all nighter. And the WeChat jokes. Yeah. But I Rose is just such a big number. It's a big number. I'll gamble. This is gambling. I will gamble on Justin Rose at 70 to you 1. You know, it might might be worth it, Pat. You know what? And I'll get those eight places, too. And maybe I'll bring some good vibes to it. Justin Rose. Yeah, Rose. Team Rose. <laughs> Team Rose. Keith Mitchell, back-to-back top six finishes at this course. Apparently, hey, Florida, Killa, Killa Keith. I know I got uh, I got nothing left. All right, quick picks for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. As I look to make it four in a row in Florida, Jeff. Now's the time. We got Sungjae, we got Hatton, we got Morikawa. So this week, already on the books, Matthew Fitzpatrick twenty-five to one, Sam Burns forty-five to one. Henrik Norlander, 140 to 1. Justin Rose, I got to find the number, but 70 to 1 I'm seeing right here. The 70 to 1 and 140 to 1 on Rose and Norlander will be played with the top eight each way. I think I'm going to go with you and Matt Wallace at 175 to 1, again with that top eight. And then I have to make my choice at the top Hatton or Reed. I think I'm leaning Hatton right now, depending on the number that I can find. 18 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook, I think is entirely bettable. I have him rated by my numbers as the best player in this field. The world rankings will tell you he is the best player in this field. He is the defending champion of this event. And last week, ball striking, not a problem. I think Hatton's very good, and I think that he's being disrespected by these odds. I want to say this isn't going by a lot. I do know he's being disrespected by the odds. Just based on how short his odds changed and the field strength changed at a course that you just you laid it all out, 
for that, that 100% the best value of the under 20 to ones um, by a long shot. He's won two Dunhill Cups. I feel like he has a good track record of of sh- showing up where he's done well. And I guess this will be a big year because he's got to defend a few trophies for how just how great of a golfer um, he became. The bet I have made is Sam Burns at forty five to one. I am I, I I'm debating Casey Fitzpatrick, but you made a real strong case there, Pat. Um, and I like that that Fitz has taken some reps already in in uh, North America this year. But he's got it. He's got to do what he does well down the stretch on Sunday. I've noticed that to be a problem. But I, that also, but like, it, it also doesn't work until it works. It works. I, I'm it a works believer in that. I'm a b- total believer in that. And 100%. Like, Hatton was a popular pick last year for this event. But there was also a lot of the same, like, no, you can't, like, do like. This isn't Europe. Yeah, it's like it's just not going to work. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, of course, we'll, like, frustrate him too much in the end. Nope. He did what he does well, and he did it through Sunday, and he, he lifted the trophy. The long shots, um, got a few of them. So we'll see what becomes of this card. These are all, like, very small bets. So we'll see, like, how much bigger they do become. Poulter, Connors, Wallace, Norin. Follow me on Norlander. That's all I'm saying. Um, I will probably, it seems like have more names. And it sounds like you want to be in on Rose too. Team Rose. Got to figure that out. It looks like I'm going to bet more names this week, but I don't think my exposure is going to be much different. No. Like if that makes any sense. I I think if you wanted to, and you just wanted to build, like if you're someone who had a hundred bucks and you just kind of wanted to get some action in on this, you just make three bets. Hatton, Reed, and Fitzpatrick. Just be on your way. Well, I could blow up my whole card and follow that suggestion. I don't think that's a terrible idea. I'm having a really tough time between Hatton and Reed right now. You kind of talked me into Tyrrell as being the play here because I think I can find him at 20 to 1. But I just think both those guys, I mean, they're the top. Besides, like, Rory is the number eight player in the world. Reed's the number nine player in the world. And honestly, Reed is playing better. Reed's the best. And don't forget that Hatton's the number six player in the world. And they'll both, like, if Sunday gets hairy, those are three guys that can handle it, Hatton, Reed, and Fitz. Yes. I actually have more faith in them, in them than someone like... Rory? In Rory, like bad, Hovland. real tough? Although Bryson played really well on Sunday last year. Are we... Did we just, like... Is he not going to go right for the green on some of these B-stores? Oh, yeah, for sure. Listen, like Bryson, he's gonna take, Bryson can most definitely win this event. He's played great at this course. Been him two straight weeks at 20, and now I didn't really talk about him today. I, I just, I, I Congratulations have, on your victory, Bryson. I, I have no super interest in the 9 to 1, 12 to 1, 13 to 1. Like, I want to start at. Until someone wins, until I get burned by a player who's less than 20 to 1 as a winner, why yeah, bet the I range mean, if they don't win? And even this course, I mean, you mentioned the what Rory, Rory and Day probably won here at like the twelve or like nine to one numbers, right? Yeah, they would have been favored. But, no, but, no, 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 no. I, I vividly remember because I bet Day. You were on. I Day. bet Day. He was yeah. he was sixteen to one that week, and that was the year he won a ton, right? It was the first. It was he the, won Tory probably like a month before. No, no? no separate years, separate years, because oh. he won Quail and Tory in the same year, but. It was the I just remember that very vividly because it was the biggest bet I had ever made on an outright golfer. There it at is at the time. There it's, it is. Yeah, you'll remember those. And I was somewhere. I was somewhere in the states, and I was coming back, 
because I couldn't like cash out my account. I remember streaming it off my phone in the cab back to my house on Sunday, trying to watch it. Anyway, that will do it. On the, oh no, one and dones. Oh God, Tommy. What about Tommy? You were mentioning you could like that. Who did Tim? I'm not going to do it. Uh, who did Tim pick? Rory, right? Was that his pick? He sent us his pick. Now I can't remember who it was. Yeah, it was Rory. Are you positive? Yeah, I remember because I thought he was trolling. He's, he was like trying to scout Rory on the broadcast yesterday, but I definitely took it as a troll tweet. Because he likes to troll. He likes to troll Rory. Yeah, but now he's taking Rory here. So he did pick Rory. I'm going to take Fitz. He gonna- still calls himself a big game hunter because he hit Rory and won <laughs> players championship once and is one and done. <laughs> Thinks he's some like big event savant. <laughs> he didn't bet him. <laughs> Classic cast. I also got a text message as we were going. He kind of threw me off. Oh, he's taking Roy at API. There we go. <laughs> I just got a text in my text thread that's with Tim of someone in our chat asking Tim, Do you understand how business works? So I'm very <laughs> curious to see what this is all about. So I'm going to go uh, with Maddie Fitz. Who are you taking? Hatton? Yeah, there, Hatton. Hatton. You're going to talk me into it. I like it, though. Guy's won like 18% of his tournaments in the last year. Yeah, he's going to get my money. Like I said, that fits Reed-Hatton card. Hatton versus Reed is like an amazing, like, A, Ryder Cup potential match. I I was actually thinking that Reed-Fitzpatrick is a really cool Ryder Cup match. I, it's more well, fun. The bully versus the boy. What? What? No, I'm not even just, calling Reed a bully. I, I, that's just, think, the wrong I word, just think but. that they have very similar games. Like they do the same things kind of well. Like if you need, say, if Reed has an immaculate escape from greenside, like Fitzpatrick can do that same thing, yeah. and then Reed will start getting frustrated when Fitzpatrick starts making forty foot putts all of a sudden. Okay, the Ryder Cup match. I didn't think I needed. I'm just trying to. Well, I, Fitz probably starting to feel like a lock for that team. No, he's well, he's most definitely on that team. I well, I actually had some because I saw people tweet it out. Uh, I think it was Kyle Porter of CBS t- tweeted out the standings of what they're going to be, especially with Tiger off the board now, not going to play in this event. That the team feels pretty locked up. It's who, locked up. Who the twelve guys are going to be? At least eleven are of them. Of them yeah. But the European side starting to get good vibes about them. Because, like, Hovland has gone to another level. And he gives them another legit threat with Rom and with Rory to take on, like... Hovland's not going to be a substantial favorite against DJ. He's not going to be a substantial favorite against Tom... Or underdog against Thomas. Like, he's on that level, it feels, at this point, to go take those guys on at a course where you need to go bombs away. Like, he... That's the element... Like, Hovland presents an element to that European team that... Their players just aren't like Hatton's not that guy. Fitzpatrick's not that guy. Poulter was never that guy. McDowell was never that guy. They're guys that are going to scramble. They're going to make their fifteen foot putts and put pressure like, on like another like another like guy that could type. flirt with like the Rom type level yeah. of a player front end because U.S. has got a lot of front end and like front end. and that's where it gets dicey because when you start going down the European the roster, top like threes are usually kind of balanced but the U.S. always wins when we get to like seven through twelve. Always, it, yeah. but unless we get in terms of names and like talent, yeah, like overall, ta- yeah, yeah, 
Because when Finau when Finau's your eleventh man and Victor Perez is your eleventh man on the other side, it's like that's not so great for Europe. But if they can continue adding a few of these names to the top, like if Peters starts to play well, I think Peters is a really good choice for that team over there this year. Because you need to have that front end driving talent at Whistling Straits versus Le Club National. Casey's going to be on that team. Casey's actually a good play for there. Good Pete Dye player. He has distance. Like he is pretty complete all the way down, but you know, when you think about the European players, you think of a more like the Fitzpatrick. Like it's not type. fair when you get like rank the Europeans and like the Americans are at Xander and the and the Europeans are at Tommy. Yeah. but they win, so it doesn't matter. They win in Europe, and they can they can win in the United States, but the United States has now savvily and picked courses that and, benefit them. And you know what, Pat? It's a Ryder Cup year. All I mean, Stenson is he. He's got to get it together. I, I, He's got to get – you wish there was life there because I know how badly you'd love to be betting him. Yeah, and it, the fact that I'm not betting him shows you where he's at. You, you said it. Because, yeah, you were – you took that train up that ladder a long effing way with him over the last, like, year. Just, As the numbers kept – and I don't blame you. We've all done it with certain players. And I don't think that he's cooked for good, but he's cooked for the moment. Maybe getting back this year will be, I don't know, maybe he needs to beat another like Ponzi scheme and lose all of his money to get his game back again. <laughs> That's what happened last yeah. time, and then all of a sudden he comes back and wins like 50 million bucks. <laughs> he becomes better than he was before. Better than he was before. But just looking at the top of the, the American end, Dustin, Justin, Morikawa, Xander, Cantley, Reed, Webb, Bryson, Brooks. And then the top of the European end is going to be Rom, Rory, Victor, and Hatton. And then you're getting into Fitzpatrick and Casey and Fleetwood, like that level of player. And that feels like a substantial drop-off. Yeah, of course. And then at like when you start getting down into the Finau and Berger and Brooks level of this team, it's crazy to think that Brooks is down there, but in terms of the standings he is, we're now down into Victor Perez, Shane Lowry, Burned Weisberger, Sergio. Good players. Yep but not guys that are probably going to go out and just completely dominate. And then if we get beyond that, now we're down into Matt Wallace and Andy Sullivan and Ian Poulter and Aaron Rye, Danny Willett, your guy. Peters. Peters, number 71. I'd like to see Peters make a run. Does Dietrich hit it a ton off the tee? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, yeah. Because Bobby Mack does. So I'd like to see Bobby Mack start piling up some points here. I know we got that win at the end of last year. So maybe that helps him out a little bit, but he's got some distance. You you gotta have distance there. I know Keimer won at Whistling Straits, but that's a real outlier for the types of names that pop up at the top of that board. When you're almost going to a playoff with Bubba and Dustin, it's gonna be tough. Anyway, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Jeff Feinberg, you can follow him on Twitter at gfeinberg17. You can also follow me at the PME, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Rate and review the audio podcast. Smash the like to the video. And become a member at fantasynational.com slash mayo to get your discount today. All the stats, all the tools, players, and masters is coming. So you're probably going to want to be betting. Probably want to be playing on DraftKings for the million-dollar paydays. So get your membership today. Fantasynational.com slash mayo. That'll do it for me. I will see you tomorrow with Ben Raza for the DraftKings Breakdown. We'll see you then. You have your experience. Experience.